You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. All right, fights are tonight. If you're a new customer, throw down $5 on these fights, and it doesn't even matter who wins. Sit back and get $100 in free plays. All right. With John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Spring football has come and gone. Um, taking all of your comments here. First and foremost, Shu, I want to talk a little bit about the atmosphere here. And again, I know that, um, uh, and trust me, I get it. It's superficial. It's all of that. But this is every, this is easy stuff for a coach, quite frankly, to be able to capitalize in a way that I don't think that obviously Kevin Sumlin really had any interest in. In that you bring in guys, you bring in your Teddy Brewskis, your Lance Briggs, you go through it, you show off, it's a glorified scrimmage. But you know what? It's a good way to be able to get real, I guess, goodwill with the community. And I, listen, I don't know if Jed Fish can coach or not, but this is certainly something that he understands. Well, it's another example of Fish's ability. He's been spot on when it has come to being able to promote Arizona football as well as you can in a community that is sick and tired of not being good, but takes out that sick and tired apathy with just not being interested either. So the thing I've, it's hard not to have been impressed with what Fish has done uh, in regards to try to get the community engaged and try to get some sort of familial connection to what was effective uh, before getting some players who are well-known using his connections to make that work in every regard that has been excellent. He's done a remarkable job doing that. The thing that I hope for is that he doesn't get frustrated with it because this is going to be a long haul thing. More than uh, Arizona football, by no stretch of any imagination, is Alabama on spring day or Ohio State on spring day right. or Georgia or Clemson. No, it just is not. And, and, and that's frustrating because from the outside, I think to a large degree what happens is when you take a job like this, you know, you have a lot of people kind of around you on the inside who say, Arizona football, Tommy, Desert Swarm. They got all the Brewski played there. Gronkowski played there. You know, you had that that you got a chance to be good. And, and and you talk to kind of this insular circle that tries to convince you about how Arizona's a football town and they're ready and you're the guy who can turn the corner. And then you do all the things right marketing and nobody responds. So he has to and 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 I get that this is difficult. He has to stick to it. He's doing the right stuff off, out, 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 outside the lines to try to get Arizona engaged. And now he's got to be able to recruit better talent and win more games. And then Arizona will be engaged. And all of the groundwork that he's putting in now that doesn't appear as successful as he would like uh, will hopefully pay off and Arizona fans will jump on board. I ju I'm just hopeful that he sticks with it because and doesn't get, you know, frustrated. Right, just yeah, ju ju because he's doing it right. He's he's given it from from a PR standpoint. He's given it all a go, and he's just got to stick with it. And, he, and, and if he can get a product that works on the field, all of this foundation is going to work out for him. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, now sitting up in the press box, I was uh, you know watching it. This this team does this team. I'm going to go on record right now, and again, this isn't saying much. I get that, but this team is definitely going to be better than last year's team. I feel very comfortable in uh, saying that. Um, we're going to get to some of the positions uh, early on. Uh, Jaden Delora is a guy who you would imagine will be the starter. He throw he starts the game off with a pick. 
but then he comes back the very next possession. He throws a 40 yard out. He runs around. He makes a couple, uh, uh, he makes a couple nice throws, gets the team into the end zone, avoids injury. The quarterback though, that I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about uh, with you was uh, uh, Noah Fafita. Now Fafita uh, played in the second half and he was probably the best quarterback uh, out there on the, uh, on the roster. He's about now, listen, he's about five, nine, you know, what, whatever, but some quarterbacks just kind of get it. Some, the offense just seems to go. And I thought Jed fish made an interesting point when he was talking about Fafita after the game. Um, and he said, you know, there's three different aspects that we talk about and I'm going to mangle all three. I'll probably mangle a couple of these aspects, but he said, decision-making uh, timeliness, accuracy. And he says that Noah does very, very well at all three of those. That's a kid to really, I think, keep an eye on because he moved the ball very well in the second half, granted in a scrimmage type environment. And in a scrimmage type, type environment I think the thing that I was a little bit more uh, concerned about and again this is a this is a day of optimism this is this is a day where every football program starts the same and you can come up with reasons as to why and how Arizona can win six games and be bowl eligible next year okay that's what this type of day is but Arizona's better at the quarterback position and whatever that means I was a little bit frustrated that receivers weren't on the same page it felt felt like on a relatively consistent right. basis I thought the quarterbacks made what looked like good passes to receivers who were potentially open who weren't consistently holding up their end of the bargain. So, uh, yeah, I thought uh, in that regard, uh, the two guys that you mentioned, I thought did pretty well today and looked the and came closer to looking the part, which is obviously the direction that Arizona wants to go. And they're hopeful that McLeod, who I think can compete favorably in this mix as well, uh, is a guy who can maybe push some other guys. And if McLeod is healthy, you know, he's a guy who has a slight advantage because he's been in the system a year longer. And that may be right. something that helps once they get into real practice situations. But it's pretty obvious that Arizona at the quarterback position is better off now than it was a year ago. And that's Fish recruiting correctly and moving the program, hopefully in a positive direction. Yeah, and one thing that he does get to, and some people might chalk it up as gimmicks, don't really care. Sam Thomas from the Arizona women's basketball team kept coming in and catching a touchdown there. Crowd went wild, obviously. Uh, P.J. Brown, good friend of the show from the Stars, she said uh, um, two things. Uh, Sam was able to catch that touchdown because of her long arms, which helps her on her blocks and her genes. Her grandfather is NFL great Hall of Famer Emmett Thomas from Kansas City. PJ wrote an article about that. PJ is fantastic. So I wanted to throw that little uh, little tidbit out there. But again, when you don't have when Arizona, when you haven't won a lot of games, this kind of engagement, it, it just matters. I mean, uh, listen. Nick Saban doesn't have to engage with the fan base because you know what? At the end of the day, that fan base is going to be out there either way. Arizona fans have won one of their last 20 games. You've got to find something. So at least bringing back these alumni, people that haven't felt like they've really been, you know, invested in by the program, I thought was something interesting. Now, let's get to the little bit of the point on the wide receiver quarterback connection here in a second. But I got a deal that is too good to be true. And if it's too good to be true, it's probably from the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Okay. Fights tonight. I'm not a UFC fan, so don't take my advice for it. I don't know what I'm talking about. But... You don't need to be a UFC fan to take advantage of this. $5 down on any of these fights tonight, and it doesn't matter who wins, you get $100 in free plays. Do customers only, Arizona only, 
21 and up. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you taken care of. Okay. Now, let's talk about a little bit at the wide receiver uh, quarterback position right there. What I thought was interesting, and again, it's not all the way across the board, but Arizona certainly at the wide receiver position is bigger. And they're notably bigger, I think, at, uh, at certain positions than they had been in previous years, especially when you're rolling out a bunch of five eight wide receivers. There, to me, is even though I don't know the quarterbacks were always on the same page, there to me is a lot more potential watching this team this year than I came away from the spring game last year, which I was at. You didn't watch. I don't blame you for not watching. Uh, I think that's going to be a big topic of conversation throughout the course of the offseason is that Arizona is in what amounts to being year one of building depth in the program and getting some players in there who have a little bit more potential at various uh, positions. And one of the upgrades that uh, a lot of folks have rightfully spent time with is uh, at that wide receiver position. And yes, Arizona has some guys who look like they can uh, obviously do a much better job in that regard and give Arizona more skill position weaponry. But catching the ball would be nice. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see how well they function against in actual defensive situations. And that's one of the things that uh, obviously in in in-game circumstances, that's uh, what we're looking for. Arizona is better. Is is I they're moving. They, it's impossible for Arizona to move in a negative direction at this point. So saying <laughs> yes. that Arizona's moving in a positive direction could be a backhanded compliment. It's not intended to be that way. But right. it looks as though they're laying the groundwork work with players who ha- who can and have the potential to be able to play in this conference and be favorably competitive. This is year one of one of those recruiting efforts. You need year two, year three, year four, and then continue to build before you want to get to a point where Arizona hopes it's a little bit more consistent. But based on what you saw last year and what a lot of the fans saw this year, clearly there's a visual upgrade in what Arizona can do offensively. And we'll find out as the season progresses how much more improved they are once we get into actual play. I've always felt that there's kind of a three or four year template when you're a coach taking over for a terrible program. And let's be honest, Jed Fish was taking over for a terrible program. Uh, Year one. And again, these are somewhat cliche, but I think that these are actually accurate. Year one to me is really just kind of about establishing a different culture. You're not going to be able to bring in a bunch of guys. You're going to have a lot of the holdovers. It's about being able to establish that culture right there. I think year two, that's when you want to start bringing in a little bit more talent, where it's a little bit more notable what you're seeing out there, and it's easy to see that this team could be competitive. Year three, I think that's when you really start looking at, okay, it's time to start winning a few more games. Year four is kind of when it's all systems go for me at that point. What do you think about that, Shu? I think that's, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty solid template. And unfortunately, this gets into – you know, odd territory. You also have to have an administration that is willing to, if if it appears that things are moving in the right direction, patience helps as well. A lot of times now athletic departments say it's three years instead of five. By three years, maybe I'm not sure how much time you really have to establish whatever it is. And then if you keep spinning your wheels after year three, as opposed to sometimes even giving these coaches seven, uh, then, you know, what are you doing? I think you're hurt, hurt, hurting the overall prospect of your 
grip. There are obviously exceptions to that and observational perspectives that come into play here. Uh, Stoops had seven years. Rodriguez had seven years. I think Arizona made changes at the right time. Sumlin had, what, a year and a half, and I think Arizona made a change at the right time there too. So in, in those regards, it's helped. What Fish has done so far has been visible kind of off the field at this stage. Certainly what Arizona had on the field was atrocious last year. Um, they, they played hard with what they had. They were competitive usually for about 40 minutes and then wore down in the last 20. Um, so, so the verdict is, uh, the, the jury is still very much out in regards to whether Fish and the coaching staff can ultimately be effective in what matters ultimately as far as games are concerned. But in terms of marketing and in terms of improving from a recruiting standpoint, he certainly succeeded there. And that makes you feel good as Arizona progresses. It's difficult for me to, like people are saying, like break down the defense. It's difficult for me in a situation like this to be able to break down the defense. You know, um, I thought the secondary made some nice plays there. Uh, but, you know, as any in any kind of spring game. By the same token, Mike, yeah, there, there were also plays where they were so lost on the back end. Right. Of the, exactly. Of, of, of deception things. That, there's no way. Is that is that really going to happen in a game situation against any defense you see this year? The play wasn't that good or plays that you saw really weren't that good. And, and the defense looked completely lost. So how much of that was for show and how much of that was, you know, how much better do you have to be when you're playing against actual competition uh, to be well enough to make, that kind of play work effectively for Arizona's offense. A lot of that remains to be seen. I have no idea coming into this game how Arizona's defense looked. I can't tell if they blew assignments half the time, or I can't tell if, you know, they looked reasonably solid. The final score at the end, most of the game was fairly low scoring. So what does that mean? I mean, you you know, both teams scored some touchdowns to what? Push it to 24-21 at the end. But most of the game was uh, in the teens or even lower than that. So you'd suggest maybe the defense did a reasonably good job, but some of the stuff that I saw made the defense look bad at times. So I'm not sure really what you can take out of this. In situations like this, you're almost looking at individual players. Exactly. That's saying, exactly okay, what does, it is. Yes. Yeah. How does that guy fall in? Does that guy look like he can legitimately perform in this conference? And then you take it from there. Right. And like, you know, and there was a lot of injuries across the way because believe it or not, you're not going to just throw a bunch of guys out there that uh, are injured just for the spring game. A guy that had a sack, um, that uh, who has been notable all throughout camp is a guy named Hunter Eccles, USC transfer. Um, he's been the best pass rusher in camp. These, uh, but that also kind of goes to uh, to me that the players on. The, I don't know how much of this team, if they're going to be better next year, is going to be from just upward progression from roster holdovers as opposed to a new infusion of talent. I mean, I think last year you saw. You just, quite frankly, and I hate to say this, you just didn't see a lot of talent out there. You didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see a lot. And there were some guys, for sure, like the Harris boys can certainly play. There was some talent out there, for, for sure. But you didn't really look at a guy and say, you know what, they just need another year of coaching and they're going to be an all-conference type guy. There, weren't, there wasn't a lot of that there. So in a game like this, I'm looking at the newcomers. And, uh, you know, and uh, Matthew Bothwell put right here, he said, do you think Jaden Delora will end up being the starter? Yes, I, I do because, you know, again, he was the Pac-12 freshman quarterback of the – or Pac-12 freshman offensive player of the year a couple years ago. Guys like that generally aren't brought in to, you know, not start. 
Uh, but again, the Noah Fafita kid, I thought was somebody that has really staked a claim there. And I thought Schuster made a good point too, that you can't totally forget about Jordan McLeod. It's not that Jordan McLeod was Russell Wilson last year, but out of all three of the quarterbacks, he was the only one out there that looked like he could consistently move the ball, even though he would turn the ball over a ton. And he understands the system. And I think that's the most important thing that falls in. He'll have a little bit of a head start because he knows what the coaching staff expects. Uh, the other two right. may ultimately be better. And, uh, you know, I think your order of likelihood will probably play out at least early in the uh, season. We'll see how things go. But you feel better about Arizona at position one, position two, position three at the quarterback than clearly you did last year where the U of A was uh, trying to figure it out. What I'm hoping for, because what's the number, Mike? Isn't it 41 players on this roster weren't on the roster last year? Correct. That's Correct. Pretty, yeah, that's clearly a pretty significant That's a lucky number. guess by John Schuster right there. Uh, totally out of the blue. It's one of those prime numbers. I only guess prime numbers because, uh, you know, hey, we're in, in the Eastern time zone. We're almost prime time. As far as any of that ultimately uh, concerns, I think what you're looking at from players who were here is maybe a depth-related contribution. And that was one of the things that hurt Arizona last year. You One of many things is that Arizona wore down in games. Again, they were good for about – they were competitive for about two-thirds, and then in the last in the last 20 minutes it just kind of – they just didn't have the talent to be able to, to deal with what was across from them uh, in this conference. So – but what you hope – is that players who remained on this roster provide either are either fringe starters or guys who can contribute, who understand and, and grew and matured a little bit. One, they understand the system. Two, they're just a little bit physically stronger along the way. And then that helps your depth a little bit as Arizona wants to maybe pluck a few more W's than a lot of folks anticipate they might. All right. If you want to find out where you could pluck those W's and if you think that uh... – Vegas is back in the A too hard or not back in the A enough. You need to go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. That's where you would find all of that. Again, great deal going on tonight. UFC fights. You put in five bucks. Doesn't matter who wins. You get $100 in free plays. If that team, or excuse me, it doesn't even matter. As long as that fight occurs, you get $100 in free plays. There's nothing more to it. That simple, that easy. Again, make sure to hit the uh, subscribe on the AZ Wildcats podcast. Check out GoPHNX. They got all the best stuff from all around the state. Great time to be hopping in there with baseball starting. But before we sign off here, Shu, um, I put my number for Arizona football next year at, I'd like to see him win four games. Four games to me, I think is uh, four games to me. I think is doable, and I also think that that shows progress in the right direction, considering that you've won one of your last twenty games. As the uh, summer moves along, there's going to be plenty of time to break down the schedule a little bit more. And I think just looking at it from a cursory standpoint, you can make the argument that Arizona can win four and maybe even be fortunate enough, depending on how things go, to you know to perhaps even be in a position where around mid-November we're talking about the possibility of bowl eligibility. It's also a possibility that Arizona gets off to a bad start from a non-conference standpoint and digs itself a hole and uh, loses some confidence and struggles. To some degree, and a lot of this is dependent on schedule and quality of teams across from them as well, I'm hopeful that at some point there's a big leap around the middle of the season Mm -hmm. uh, where, where where it looks like Arizona has 
has gone from the rebuilding portion to the team that has now figured it out. And right. and very often we look at these things un, understandably kind of like, okay, year one, you know, you're just trying to establish what you want to be and change the culture. God, I hate that phrase. But nevertheless, it's there. Uh, and 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 that's year one. You get it out of your system. You try, try to convince players that they're going to get playing time and they're going to be on the foundation of something special. That's year two. And then year three, you've got more of your guys in here and you start to make the leap. I'm hopeful. I, I don't think it's always that clean. So I'm hopeful that somewhere about midseason, and it's not necessarily easy to pick, but there's a there's one game where they look a little iffy, and then the next game it feels like they make remarkable improvement and start to build upon that improvement throughout the course of the year. Whether you see L's or W's uh, ultimately in the scoring column, they just look better doing it. And then maybe from there they can springboard a little bit. I don't think four is a bad call at all. I suspect that's a high number as far as uh, Vegas and um, places like DraftKings may see it. Uh, but I think you can certainly make an argument for that as a possibility based on some of the turmoil that's taking place elsewhere in this conference and what Arizona has ahead of it as far as the schedule is concerned. All right, everybody, really appreciate you hopping on here for a special post game. Ricky, Duke, Matt, Scott, uh, let's see here. I don't want to move, uh, Scott, obviously, uh, uh, Matthew Noah. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, I know I'm missing a person or two, but I do That's thank all, right. Mike, all of you. Yeah. Mike, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for inter interrupting. Again, these are very optimistic days. And I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to come across like it's, you know, Arizona football is this downer that's never going to dig itself out of the hole. And, you know, how good is the talent and all the, there's a little bit of reality that just happens to be there, but I'm glad for the folks who went out and watched. I hope they enjoyed themselves when they were there. I think Arizona put on a good product. I think Fish is doing everything he can uh, to be effective and try to engage the community and football fans in that regard. And for folks who were uh, watching uh, on some of the venues available out there, I'm glad you uh, you know spent some time and committed to that as well. Let's hope that this is a this is the springboard, the spring game springboard to a good off season, and that Arizona favorably surprises us as this program moves in the right direction. He's John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Oh, hold on just a second. Thank you.